ultimately a site has to be structurally sound and and easy to use and work on uh, multiple devices. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain Has SEO been overtaken by social media? What are the most imperative areas of SEO to get right? And what does good web design look like in 2014? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask our special guest today, Johnny Ross. Johnny, welcome to DMR. Hi. Well, Johnny's actually the founder of Johnny Ross Consultancy, an SEO, web design and social media service provider based in Leeds in the UK. So, Johnny, is it important that SEO and social works closely together, or can they work as two silo departments barely speaking to each other? Uh, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I think a lot of people do believe that they can work independently, um, but for an effective campaign, um, the more uh, each each part understand each other, the more powerful the entire campaign can be. I think SEO uh, has uh, very much moved towards social media. I mean, it's nothing new. It's uh, happened really over the last sort of three or four years. Um, but it, there's, a, there's a major swing. And, and really, for me, SEO is just about good content and, and getting that content popular. Well, what do you use to do that? Social media. So um, I think the two things are, are, are extremely closely related. Um, and I think the more that uh, each party can understand each other and, and work together on it, uh, the, the far more effective a campaign can be. So do you think there are other ways of getting that content out there nowadays without embracing social media? Or do you think nowadays um, a brand that wants to be successful online absolutely has to has, have their own social profiles as a presence? I think there are other ways of getting um content out there there's no question about that um, there's certainly uh, there's still traditional press uh, there's uh, traditional uh, online PR sites um, which are still by certain ones are still highly valued um, there's a uh, it, it doesn't have to be social media um, but certainly the the easiest door into all of this is social media and uh, and I think any company that's not embracing social media uh, really um, really needs to, to think about that I mean there's the, I've just blogged about uh, the football industry and the latest thing coming from uh, UEFA is that they are saying that they're going to prosecute people that are taking a picture of, uh, oh sorry, taking a video clip of someone scoring a goal because that's their intellectual property and uh, it's potentially going to cause uh, damage to contracts with uh, Sky and, and uh, uh, ITV, etc, etc. And for me, they need to start embracing social media because they're just going to lose fans. I, I, I'm quite passionate about this. I don't want to go on and on because I know you've got lots of questions. But um, I think I think all companies need to embrace social media uh, and not not go against it. Certainly not go against it. That's all right. No, I'm happy for this discussion to take <laughs> a, a little side road. Um, funnily enough, actually, I was just talking to someone the other day about um, music concerts and about um, people taking. Um, videos of obviously segments of video com- uh, concerts and posting them on on YouTube, yeah. and um, generally these are clips that are maybe thirty seconds a minute long, perhaps a whole song, but it's not anywhere near the same quality as a professionally produced video. That the sound quality isn't there, and it no. it really doesn't replace that professional production. So surely it's a marketing tool rather than a- any kind of replacement of of selling a song for the artist. 
absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right to, to link it into the uh, music industry. Uh, and the music industry finally did embrace uh, digital. Um, and what they've done is is um, they've reduced the cost. You, you know, you don't have to just... Well, you could always buy singles, but the, the, the entrance rate, to, uh, the, the cost to buy a single nowadays is, is very cheap. But you've also got sites like Spotify where you can just stream as much music as you want for a fixed monthly fee. And the cost of this is, 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 is very acceptable, really. You can allow people to distribute music however they want to, illegally or legally or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But as long as the price to actually get uh, music is 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 not expensive then you're never going to lose that market because ultimately we all like convenience um and we all like quality as well so it's ne- so as you say it's never going to be replaced and if anything it, you've got a whole uh, in the music industry you've got a whole crowd of people in the football industry the same thing you've got a crowd of people that can power your content uh, and and make that viral um, and, uh, and you know, yeah, you know, if someone wants to see a um, a goal properly, then they're going to pay the seven pound a month to Sky to see it anyway. Um, you know, the, the, it, it it comes down to the quality of it, doesn't it? But it's just it's just ridiculous, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely, totally agree. Um, so w- with regards to SEO as well, you know, SEO and social you're quite mixed together here. SEO obviously has changed quite a bit. Um, I, I was involved in SEO back from about 2004 or so, and, and back then you could get pages ranked very quickly and easily by building a few backlinks from fairly irrelevant sites with low, low authorities, as long as if they had relevant keyword phrases and links. But now it's much more about, as you said earlier on, quality content. Could you perhaps provide a summary of what you feel are the most imperative areas of SEO to focus on now in 2014? Yeah, I, I guess the two areas for me are the um, the site itself and the sort of the technical aspect and the usability of it, um, and that obviously encompasses a number of different things. But you know, ultimately, a site has to be structurally sound and and easy to use um, and work on uh, multiple devices. I think that's the first side of SEO. You know, ultimately, Google doesn't want to uh, show a uh, show something in their listings that doesn't give a good user experience. And you know, what's the point of Google showing a, a great site on its mobile search if the site doesn't work on mobile? Um, you know, the only reputation that's going to be uh, damaged is Google's. So um, that the first part of that is is uh, is, is the, getting the site in order. Um, the second part is is the relevancy and uh, and ultimately it is a, it is about links still, um, but not in as you say not in the way of the quant- uh, the the quantity more about the quality um, and so um, it's all about reviews reputation uh, and your sort of digital footprint really and, uh, and and the focus there in my opinion is content um, if you've got really good content then people are naturally going to want to link to you or want to share your content. Um, and uh, you know the, the better you can make that content, the, the more relevantly, uh, the more uh, engaging, um, and uh, the more you know. It's not about it's not about selling anymore. It's all about giving information away and and and, uh, and helping people. Uh, and ultimately, people are going to like that type of content. Okay, and you mentioned usability of the site. Reasonably recently, Google came out and recommended responsive design. Could you talk briefly about how responsive design works and um, whether or not it's essential for every website now to utilize responsive design rather than actually having a conventional desktop site and a mobile site separately? 
Yeah, I think there's still two camps on this one, um, and um, there is there is still some kind of argument for separate sites depending on the business, um, and um, uh, certainly in the e-commerce environment and also in the um, sort of uh, hospitality environment, so restaurants and bars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, there is there is still some kind of argument for separate, um, but in the grand scheme of things. Um, Responsive ultimately is a, a site written in a way uh, that depending on the device that's viewing the site, um, the, the site knows how to, uh, what to show and how to show it. Um, and, uh, and for me, uh, that certainly is uh, the way forward in the majority of cases. Um, and it ensures that uh, every single device, whether it be tablet, uh, phone, uh, desktop, laptop, etc., etc., um, can view that site. Uh, in in the right way and in, in how you intended it to be, you know, all that money you spent on your website, you want it to appear uh, in the right way, and you also want um, your users to be able to to use the website uh, easily. So um, a responsive design is is a uh, well. Let, let's be clear, wh- whichever way, whether whether you still argue, you know, separate sites or whether you argue responsive, um, you have to do one of those two things, and there's still people that aren't doing that. Um, and so, so we certainly need to be be uh, be ahead of the, uh, you know, ahead on on both of those. Uh, for me, it is responsive. I, I, no, I, I completely agree with you there as well because um, five years ago or so, if you looked at your stats, um, you would have a look at your screen sizes and see that the majority of people were probably using screens which were perhaps 800 pixels wide or, or moving on to 1024 pixels wide and those were just fixed screen dimensions and um, 4x3 screen sizes but now if you look at your stats generally what you see is um, screen sizes with thousands of different screen sizes yeah um, you've got probably tablet and mobile devices which are approaching 50 percent of your users as well so you have to ensure that obviously your users are are happy with your site and viewing their site in a manner that makes your site looks good in their devices as well. And, yes. and even something as simple as, as, as p- pinching your site in a tablet and expanding it open takes effort and can put off some users for the first time. Yeah, ha- yeah. Ha- have you seen any increase in well, lowering of bounce rates and conversion rates when a, a website moved from non-responsive to responsive? Yeah, I mean, you know... What is surprising? I mean, it's not surprising really, but what what's interesting is is the data because um, if you were looking, if you if you only went back twelve months and you looked at mobile um, visits, t- typically it was only affecting the the hospitality sector, and um, it was all I don't know the other sites were sort of sitting on around ten percent traffic. What's interesting is. Every single site I look at, whether it's B2B, of course B2C, but even B2B sites are averaging sort of 20, 25% mobile traffic at the moment, certainly looking at some of my clients. And I think that's, you know, it's a massive swing in such a short period of time that you can't possibly not do well adding, uh, you know, either either reproducing your site or, uh, or, or editing your current site to make sure that it works on all, all those different devices. It, it can only help you. Mm. And one thing that you mentioned a few moments ago um, was talking about relevancy, about getting your site. Um, when you're actually talking about publishing articles on your site, publishing relevant, decent quality um, articles, um, and that's all of, obviously uh, an important element of SEO. But, but how do you really 
get other people talking about you? Is it only social media or is it important to pinpoint niche blogger, authority bloggers within your industry and um, to try and get them talking about your content? Uh, and if so, uh, w- what kind of approaches are appropriate to make to these kind of people? Oh, um, there's lots of answers to that question, really. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's, I mean, ultimately, you need to, you know, with, with a marketing head on, uh, you need to uh, think outside the box and think of as many different ways as possible. Um, I mean, uh, what you don't want to do is is uh, is also go off in, in lots of different directions. You want, you want it to be effective. You want it to be a, a strategic. Uh, so depending on the content, depends on which direction you go. Um, but, you know, you also as I said, think outside the box, you've also got to think of off-site as well. So what, what's, what can you do in the real world that could campa- that, that could uh, power a campaign? And, you know, it could be something as simple as uh, bringing the like, like button into a retail store uh, in, in a clever way. Um, so there's, there's, and I know I've sort of picked social media there, but the point being was that it, it it's taking it off offline as well. So there's, I mean, there's loads of different ways. You're absolutely right to bring up um, bloggers. I think I think there's so many bloggers now. Uh, are there too many? I wonder. <laughs> mm. uh, that's a whole that's a whole other story. I, I wonder I wonder uh, where we'll be in a couple of years' time. Um, but uh, there's no question about it that there are some uh, seriously good authority bloggers out there. And um, I, I think, uh, like in traditional PR. If you want uh, your story to go viral, you've got to be friends with the journalists, friends in inverted commas. Um, you know, you've, you've got to have the journalists on your side and they've got to be aware of your content. It's similar. It's, it, it's no different, really. And, um, you know, there's tons of bloggers out there. It's finding the right ones, uh, finding where they spend, spend their time, whether it be could be on social media, but it could also be uh, on different types of forums, etc., and uh, and sort of getting to know them, and and even just commenting on their blogs uh, to create some kind of uh, relationship. I'm just thinking off the top of my head of, of a, a different direction, but it could be something uh, as simple as um, not necessarily going down the blog route, but thinking of uh, suppliers, thinking of clients, thinking of um, of associate businesses. And, uh, and and forming relationships there where potentially you could be helping other audiences and uh, certainly uh, associate businesses. Uh, if you take uh, a, a very simple example of an estate agent, um, they don't sell typically, they don't sell mortgages or, or insurance, um, but they've got associate companies that do. Um, and so you could typically create relationships there where uh, each company is helping uh, their audiences in, in different ways, how they wouldn't normally have helped them. Um, and so it's trying to think of uh, associate companies as well. I like the fact that conventional, offline, um, old-fashioned, if you were, marketing strategies are starting to be integrated more into online marketing thinking. Because perhaps five years ago or so, it was it was all about just SEO and um, other forms of, of solely digital marketing. And um, you wouldn't have a conventional offline marketer sitting with or interacting with um, a digital marketer. Yeah. But is there still a place in the world, do you think, for someone just to focus on conventional marketing without understanding the digital world? I'm not so sure there is. Um, I think that person has to has to fully understand all routes to market. And, um, and, and only then can weigh up uh, the most effective campaign. I think the the two departments have to be extremely close, and 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 and, and, and if not one department, you know th- this brings this brings the question of where does 
social media sit inside a company? You know, who owns it and, and which department is it in? And typically, um, everyone thinks it's in the marketing department, but actually, it really isn't because social media does so many things. It you know, it could be used as a recruitment tool, it could be used as a customer service tool, as a sales tool. Uh, as a staff engagement tool, you know, uh, internal comms, all sorts of, of different uses. And so for me, a, um, a social media should sit in, if anything, the PR department. Uh, the PR department uh, should be the people that are communicating with, with all the different departments to ensure uh, that all the different departments are using it in the right way and and and, and an effective way, uh, instead of instead of it sitting in marketing or or, or even worse sitting in IT, which it does mm-hmm. in in some companies as well. Um, you know, it, the people that that really understand social media are the comms people, and uh, you know, I, and I think I said who own I I made that point of who owns it. Well, actually, you know, I think all departments need to own it. I think I think the I think the PR department needs to facilitate it. But I think every every department needs to own it and understand it. Mm. So there needs to be that understanding of different departments. You can still have your sole area of focus, but um, you need to have that understanding of offline marketing and other areas of online marketing as well. Um, so a PR department owning social media, um, I guess the only concern that some people might have of that is um, conventional PR is a little bit broadcasting type media and and this is what we do um do you think the majority of pr departments would um be forward thinking enough to be able to engage with people rather than just broadcast to people Uh, you're absolutely right there's traditional pr companies and there's forward thinking ones um and the traditional ones no chance no no chance in hell so um so no if if it's a traditional pr department then, then yeah they're not ready for it but, uh, but at the same time, it shouldn't just be in marketing either um, because there's so many elements of a business that could be using it. But sticking on marketing, which is what you've asked the question about, which is this online versus offline, you know, the two have to be integrated. It's a bit like uh, an, another example. I was speaking at a fashion conference uh, the other week and I was talking about um, something called a tweet mirror, which, which uh, Diesel were using about four years ago. They did a, a campaign where you basically go into a changing room, get try some clothes on. Uh, there's a, a mirror there that takes pictures uh, and you can instantly tweet that to, to your friends and or put it on Facebook. Now, what surprises me again is that it's ne- it's not really taken off. And, and it was a conversation I was having at the exhibition and there's just so much resistance. Again, it's the same with the football industry, music industry. There's so much resistance to social media with regard to taking pictures in store. So uh, taking pictures of clothing, taking pictures of, of store layouts and, and, uh, and POS. And um, they're all they're also so frightened of competitors and, and and whatever else. And the point being is that you know I don't, you know if you want to stop someone taking a picture, well by the time you get over there to say please don't take a picture, they've already taken a picture anyway. I think embrace this. I think bring the whole uh, online thing offline and you know actually help people take pictures and help and you know create a hashtag and create competitions um, and and promote people taking pictures you know if, if someone wants to see inside a store they'll you know a competitor is just going to walk in anyway it's, it, it, it's just nonsense yeah no, no, i completely agree with you there as well i mean I, I guess there's 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 a couple of thoughts in relation to that what one is digital marketing as a whole is new um really you know um you know although it's been going for a few years now facebook really only became mainstream in about 2007 or so so it's about about seven years ago or so it became really mainstream yeah. um you know seo a bit longer than that 
but um, there's still that layer of of marketing directors in businesses at the moment who grew up um, without any involvement in the internet at all. And yes. it will take a little bit of time, but um, uh, I, I, I guess um, the world has never known such a sudden change in marketing direction um, it has seen over the last few years and, and it's it's only going to get um, faster quicker absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, so let's segue into the second section of our interview and get your general thoughts about digital marketing today um, so starting with software I couldn't live without what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you it would significantly impact the success of your business I'll give you two that stand out. Well, it's, yeah, I'll give you two that stand out for me. And this is, and this is just, it can be used in any business, not necessarily digital by any means. Um, but Redboo, uh, which is a, um, a project management software, um, for, uh, managing staff and, and projects. And it's, you know, if, if, if I lost it today, I'd struggle. <laughs> I'd, I'd majorly struggle. And accounting software, which is zero, which is, uh, completely in the cloud, but, uh, is live with my bank feed. Uh, and so all transactions are, are there. I don't have to do the whole Excel thing. I don't have to do it offline. Um, my uh, accountant has his own login, uh, and it's just uh, very much changed the way we do accounts. We we understand exactly where we are every day uh, and what's profitable, what's not profitable, what's working and what's not working. Yeah, the, I mean, there's tons of tools, but just from a business point of view, those tools really make a big difference to us. And still on software, um, what software have you actually seen, are you aware of, and you've meant to try at some point, but you're not using at the moment, but you're thinking, well, you know, I've got to try that perhaps in a month or two? We're always looking to, to see what we can, how we can make processes uh, easier uh, and how we can, uh, you know, even, even from a, a web testing point of view, all sorts of different things to try and, um, uh, and make every process as smooth as possible. Um, so, um, yeah, there's, there's a, there's, yeah, as I said, I can't think of off the top of my head exactly one that we're looking at right now. I guess the important thing is that, um, it's so easy to get, um, in that situation where you're just, um, comfortable with what you're using and you're not really considering new options. And as a business that grows and evolves, obviously you've got to be aware of, um, new opportunities out there to actually enhance your current processes. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's so much creativity going on that, yeah, you do have to be open-minded and just try different things. And, you know, even, even just the likes of, of the one I mentioned, Zero, there's so many businesses sort of, oh, no, you can't possibly do accounts in the cloud. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just, it's, it's just, oh, no, no, no. And uh, it, try it because it just changes your life. It's... Uh, <laughs> So, so I agree. We do need to keep trying things and and, uh, and and going beyond the box. It's probably accountants that you're mostly talking about is going. Oh no, 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 no! I can't do that. <laughs> it's it's not. It's not actually. <laughs> and, and, and and again, you've got the you know. Interestingly enough, you've got the same issue because as PR companies, you've got traditional ones and you've got forward thinking ones. And actually, the forward thinking accountants are promoting the likes of Zero, and you've now got Zero. I'm not sure what they're called, Zero specialists or whatever. And and uh, they they absolutely promote it. Um, whereas you have traditional uh, accountants who are still, you know, I, we're, we're a bit backwards in Leeds sometimes, and there's tradi- traditional accountants that, that I know of right now today still suggesting using Excel sheets. And mm. So, you know, yeah, it's 
you've got to be forward thinking. Absolutely. Um, so moving on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? I guess I didn't listen. I think, I think one of the biggest things I've learned is the best thing to do um, when starting marketing or, or on a new platform um, is actually just to listen to what's going on for a couple of weeks before you delve in and start sort of screaming, come and come and buy from me, come and, uh, you know, I, I'm confident that the message that we put out when, you know, I'm going back to some of my earlier businesses was, you know, it was nothing more than come and buy this product. Uh, and here's, here's, here's my amazing product. Here's, here's lots of links to it. And um, it, it was it was going out there shouting really more than anything uh, instead of actually talking and, and listening. Uh, so that's that's probably the biggest thing. Best advice I've ever received. What's the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received? Best piece of digital advice um, is probably just getting out there and doing it. Um, I, you know, when a new platform comes out, um, you know, whilst you need to listen, the point is you need to to have a go. Um, and embrace it. And if there's a new digital platform, you just never know what may happen. And uh, if you're um, first there, then you've got a good chance of doing of succeeding on it. So um, yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess just going and doing it. Analysis, analysis per- paralysis. I can't even say it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we we talked um, briefly before um, this discussion, and um, you were saying um, that obviously you've recorded a few videos. Um, I was thinking that it would be a good idea to actually incorporate the video that you've done on, on social media within the digital magazine. Could yeah, you, sure. Could, could you give an overview of, of, of what that covers, possibly? Um, yeah, I, um, I, I think the one that we're looking at using is, is how blogging is the core of any uh, social media or SEO campaign. Um, I see, uh, I do see blogging as the core of, of, of marketing campaigns nowadays. I think it should be completely linked to uh, your editorial calendar, your marketing calendar, um, the business calendar. The whole thing should be the center of that. Um, and, and the simple example of this is if you did a blog, which is, you know, five top tips, um, then that very easily becomes five tweets. It very easily becomes a Facebook status. It very easily uh, gives you what you might be doing on Instagram this week. Um, it gives you a, a, a direction. And, and as long as you've got strategy built into that blog campaign, then as long as that's then going to uh, reach you know, your business goals and your marketing goals, then the whole thing is, is then quite strategic, really. Um, and it, and as, I said, as I said, it also powers SEO as well. You know, good content. Uh, keyword rich blogging is is one of the best forms so I, I, that's what I think the video that we'll be uh, embedding lovely okay well um, we'll just have that below this section in the magazine but let's move on to the this or that round so this is the quick response round <laughs> 10 quick questions try not to think about the answer too much I'm just looking for your gut reaction Are you ready to go sure go for it okay email or twitter twitter audio or video video Affiliates or display advertising? Display. Facebook or Google Plus? Oh, Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one relations. Paid search or SEO? Uh, uh, SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? <laughs> Email contact form. Website or app? Uh, website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? 
email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Well, that depends on the business. <laughs> <laughs> Get on, are you on the fence still? <laughs> I'm completely on the fence because it depends on the product or the service. <laughs> oh. But I guess, I guess global. I guess global. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to... or. £6,500 or whatever <laughs> the equivalent is. Um, and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity. What would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Um, really good landing pages um, tied into uh, something like Google Analytics and probably a pay-per-click campaign. Um, uh, yeah, a, a small test and and, uh, and if it was working, plow it into pay-per-click. Right, okay. So what are the most important elements to test and pay-per-click in terms of A-B split testing? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're looking for a, a quick win and um, and, and there's, a, there's a, a decent budget, um, that's why I'm going with pay-per-click. If you're looking for long-term engagement, it depends, you know, this all comes back to what you're trying to achieve. Um, and, and if you're trying to turn something around quickly, which is which sounded like the question, that's why I've gone with pay-per-click. Um, split testing, uh, the, the key things, probably uh, wording in the advert, uh, the landing page, uh, the quality, well, the quality of the landing page as well, and making sure, you've, you know, making sure that you're using things like negative keywords, et cetera, et cetera. My number one takeaway. Well, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, so thanks for that. But what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? It depends where people are. Um, if they're not blogging, then they need to get blogging. I, I firmly believe that that's the most robust long-term solution. Great stuff. Okay, well, um, Johnny, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, that takes us to the end of our discussion. So thanks so much for your time, your focus, and your willingness to give back. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, you can visit my website, which is johnnyross.com, no H, J-O-M-M-Y-R-O-S-S.com. Um, or follow me on Twitter, JR Consultancy. Feel free to ask me any questions whatsoever. Uh, I'm always happy to uh, reply, reply publicly um, or, uh, or even just send me an email. Wonderful. Thanks again. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio. Remember, you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast, delivered as a weekly digital magazine, automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing.